Hey kids, it is me, your dude, Icy Robots, and we are back for another super fun episode of World's Famous. This time around, we're going to open up an action figure, a Motu I got for Christmas. We're going to open up some cards. We're going to find out what's going on over at TV50 Studios. It's going to be awesome, uh, Grandmaster Grandpa. Okay, Icy Robot. Let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. When last we left off zombies had busted through the wall of the studio and IC robots is forced to flee with new friend Ed Bebout. Oh snap, Ed, they're, they're everywhere. What, what are we gonna do, man? There's no path to the door. We're, it's all over for us, dude. Don't worry, man. I know another way out. We just need to get to my office and out the back window. Follow me this way. It's just down the hall. Okay, man. Let's go. Push my desk up against the wall here. Okay, I'll do it. Okay, got it. It's up against the wall. We can climb up and out this way. Come on. Let's go. You got it, dude. I'm right behind you. Okay, where, where, where are we? Okay, we're over near United Artists Cinema 5. My car is right over here. Come on. Guys, hold on. Wait for me. Where are you going? Oh, hey Derek, we're, we're, heading, we're heading to Ed's car, man. We're getting out of here. There are too many zombies around here, bro. Oh, that's cool. Can I come? Are there any food cubes there? No, dude, I don't have any food cubes, and there are no food cubes over at uh, Ed Bebout's car, man. That's cool, I guess. I really want one, though. Can I come, though? Yeah, yeah, I guess you can come, but like, look, no zombie stuff. If you try any zombie stuff at all, I will straight up push you out of the car, I, I promise. I promise, dude. No zombie stuff. Come on, let's go this way. The parking garage is this way. Oh my gosh. That one. That has to be your car, right, Ed? You like her? It's a custom Z28 with the TV50 logo shotgun. on the side. I call shotgun. I had the body raised a bit so I can take her off-road if I want. New engine. Totally solar-powered and twice as fast. Let's go. Let's open a pack of weird trading cards. We're at a Sears store to find out why Sears is where America shops. If one of your Sears tools should happen to break, you bring it back, no, no questions. Everything I got is just about craftsmen, because I can buy replacement parts very easily. I really don't think there's a tool they don't have. My father has craftsman tools. He put in the will who's going to get them. My, My father, father has craftsman tools. He put in the will who's going to get them. Sears for America Shops. 
Sears holds a special place in my heart, and I'm sure that it does with uh, a lot of you folks out there. Sadly, the Sears in the Santa Rosa Plaza is no longer with us, and that, that really hurts me. There's a furniture store now, and we, we go through there when we're heading into the mall to get the Orange Julius or whatever, and I it sucks. It sucks to go through there and think how it used to be Sears and how I used to go there all the time with my folks. I would go there with my mom. That was where I did a large part of my school shopping, and I, I have just, like, so many recollections of spending, like, hours in the changing rooms there, just, like, trying something on, coming out, striking a pose, turning around, going back in, trying something else on, and I I realize now I should have been more active in my school clothes-picking process. Maybe I wouldn't have been such a goober wearing goober clothes, but I, I trusted my mom to pick them out for me, and to be honest, I... I didn't have, like, a great eye for fashion or anything. It wasn't like I was I was checking other people out and going, man, I should dress more like that guy, or I should dress more like that guy. I was just oblivious to all that stuff, so it was probably best that it was what it was. But aside from that, I would go down on the weekends with my dad. My dad was, like, a fan of the popcorn that they had at the snack bar. When I was much younger, they had a giant snack bar there with, like, popcorn and, like, nuts and candy and all kinds of stuff. You know, they had, like, the popcorn popper, and they would they would scoop it out into these long, uh, rectangular orange boxes with a Sears logo on the side. Then they would fold it up when you get home, you could, like, open up the top and eat out of the box. But I do, I do, like, rarely remember, like, having those boxes around the house all the time. But, uh, man, what does Sears have to do with trading cards? I'm sure that's what you're saying. I've been going on for, like, 25 minutes right now about, uh, the history of Sears in my life. What does Sears have to do with trading cards? I will tell you, right here in my hand, I have a pack of Craftsman Collector Cards. They're free with any Craftsman purchase back in 1992. I picked these up on the online. They were like $1.99. I heard about them on some wacky trading card list. And I said, you know, for the chance to get the rookie card of the hammer, for the chance to get the rookie card of a screwdriver, these are things that are integral to a human advancement. To get these in rookie card form, that's priceless. $1.99. Of, of course, I will take that deal. Let's go back into the online right now, and I'm on a tradingcarddatabase.com. They they have the the entire checklist for the uh, 1992 Craftsman cards. Let's see. This is a 110-card set. That's, that's a lot bigger than a lot of these cards uh, sets that we see for movies and things like that. Sears had that. They had that big card money, but uh, let's take a look at some of them. Each one is like an individualized tool that Craftsman has for sale. On the front, they have a picture of the actual tool. Then on the back, they have a bunch of schematics and the history and everything of the of the tools. These are all, as far as I know, going to be the rookie cards of all these various tools. For example, card number one, handsaw. That's the rookie card of the handsaw. Priceless. Card number three, claw hammer. That's the rookie card of the actual factual claw hammer. It has to be... Has to be worth zillions. I can't wait. I can't wait to dig into these and find out what fortunes are going to be mine for the taking. Let's uh, let's get the Vidal Sassoon brand scissors. We're going to chop through the top here. I want to, I want to save this. This is sure to be a priceless collectible. Let's pull the cards out right here. There's six, as we know. This one doesn't want to come on. Let's see. There's one that's kind of stuck in there. Come on out, baby. Sit those over there. We're going to try to get this one out. I wonder why it's so stuck in here. Hmm. Come on, I gotta get you out, but I don't want to damage the casing. Got it. Oh, guess what? It's the checklist. Awesome. What a life. Card number one is the cordless wet dry vacuum from Air Craftsman. This is card number 65. It's uh, it's like a, what are those little uh, hand vacuums? Those little hand vacuums called Dustbuster. It's like a Dustbuster, but it could also like 
suck up like wet stuff. That's cool, man. I've, I've tried these in the past, you know, but like, who wants to clean out the little compartment after you've like, after you've like vacuumed up some uh, spilled water? You know, you gotta like get it out and it's in, mixed in with the dust and stuff. They, they don't work for me that well, but I, I can, I can see the appeal. The Operates uh, up to 10 minutes on a full charge. That's not really that great. 8 ounce capacity drum. Again, not that great. Continuous charging cradle mounts on wall. That's all right. But they try to sell you on these things that, like, they mount on the wall with the chargers. They're like, what, are you going to have these things all over your house? It's like, you only got room for, like, one telephone. You know, all these things look like little telephones up on the wall. It doesn't, doesn't work that great. But it was new at the time, and that was, that was kind of special. The 17834 cordless vac is twice the runtime of our standard cordless vac. That only has five minutes. Special nozzle design let you clean up in the corners and hard to reach places. That's from a uh, project designer, Dick Dekowski. That's really his name. Number uh, two in the set we have here is card number 87, the impact wrench. This is one of those like, it's like a cordless wrench that you see him like in like NASCAR or whatever when they're getting the tires off, like super quick. One half inch air impact wrench. Craftsman number 18884 delivers two delivers 225 per uh, delivers 25 to 225 feet per pound working torque. Built-in power regulator. The heavy-duty impact wrench with half-inch square drive handles the tough maintenance and automotive jobs at home or at the shop. Those are from a Dick Dickowski right, right there again. Then we have the electric reciprocating saw. I have one of these in the garage. Sears best. Electronic, electronic, reciprocating saw. Craftsman number 17102. Electronic feedback maintains speed under load. Precision, Precision balanced. This is our best saw to handle uh, tough jobs. That's from Bob Steck. He designed this one. Good old Bob Steck. You can count on that guy for what you need like, you need like a good tool designed quickly and efficiently. Let me sit these over here. I don't want to lose them. I wish these came with a sticker. That'd be a nice bonus. Then we got the uh, block plane. This one, this one is card number five. This one I think is a really good one. People have used these kind of planes since the uh, since the days of uh, Jesus Cristo himself, when uh, when his father was doing carpentry work back in back in Bethlehem. But um, this is number three seven one five one. Cast iron bottom, accurately milled and ground for straightness. It ensures a smooth, even cutting. It has an adjustable screw, machine cast iron base. And a, a color steel, steel blade, blade underneath. underneath. The black plane is perfect for cutting in grain, small pieces, also beveling, rounding corners, and model making. That's from a uh, project designer, Steve Weigard. Legend in the game, he created that. Then we have uh, the measuring tape. That's a pretty good one, dude. The measuring tape, card number 10. And then we have the checklist. What a ripoff. It's always whack when you get the checklist in your, in your thing. One, two, three, four, five. Checklist. Bummer, but let's take a look at this. Bummer, but let's take a look at these 100-foot-long steel measuring tape card. Craftsman specifications. Easy to read, black on yellow markings. Tape is 3 eighths of an inch. Then it says, this Craftsman tape has easy-to-read markings and a tough vinyl-clad steel case to stand up to abuse. It even has special wear-resistant lacquer. This is a... This is one of those big round ones, not like, not like the kind that has like, you know, the, the like aluminum that you pull out that zips back in. This is the longer one where you like pull it out, then you can like wheel it back in. This was a nice one. I think out of all the cards we got here today, my favorite is the block plane, but I don't, I don't think we got any bangers. Let's take a look at that checklist. We didn't get any of the bangers. We didn't get the claw hammer. Definite banger. Where did I put it? I threw it away. I might've. Uh, let's, uh, let's go back to the online thing here. I didn't get the hammer. Would have loved to get the hammer. 
The uh, square would be a nice one. The, uh, let's see, any of these others are really banging. Checklist, meter saw, drill press. That's a good one. Um, belt sander would be a good one. There's three different checklists in here. Not that great. Carbide tip drill. That's kind of cool. Meter saw. Another checklist. The tool chest. There's a whole thing on tool chest. Air compressor. Screwdriver set. Four-in-one screwdriver. That's a good one. Adjustable wrenches is a good one. Locking pliers. That's a good one. Another checklist. Uh, garage door opener. That's actually one that I would have liked. I think that'd be my favorite. Garage door opener. But there you have it, dude. We talk tools. Shout out to Engineer Nerd. Let's move forward. And uh, I don't know. Let's see what's going on. Like this is a paid advertisement from Chanel. This is Icy Robots. Allow me to tell you about a very exciting watch from our friends at Chanel. Une nuit que the Chanel J12 Super Legger is an SOCC officially certified chronometer with a chronograph complicated. Crafted in black high-tech ceramic, it is a refined matte finish that adds a contemporary touch to the appearance. The distinguishing feature of this watch is its bold elegance, dial color white, glass, sapphire with a winding automatic chronograph. Your price today, $7,500, 10% off with promo code ICROBOTS. Chanel, the king of jewelry, and the jewelry of kings. Une This is the Mo2 Minute with the man who sold Caldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. Yeah, that's me, man. The guy who gave that numbskull that acid that he dropped on his face that forced him to expose that very same numbskull. This is this is actually factually the first uh, episode I've recorded since uh, the Christmas holidays, and I I got a lot of um really cool Motu stuff. And the the first figure we're gonna open up in the uh, new year is in fact a Motu that goes by the name of Stinkor. Stinkor is the evil. Master of Odor. The product has a real smell. It is fun with modern posing and retro play. I've never ever had a Stinkor. Honestly, I never even knew anybody who had a Stinkor. And ever since, I've been I've been obsessed. I've wanted to smell the stink and know what the stink was like. So now I am happy to have this figure right here in my hand so that I could unleash it, unsheathe it, and smell the stink for myself. But before we do that, let's, uh... What do we know about Stinkor? What's this guy all about? Stinkor is a fictional character, a villain from the Masters of the Universe franchise. Labeled the evil master of odors, Stinkor is essentially a humanoid skunk whose superpower is the ability to release a toxic odor from his body that renders foes immobile. That's weird, man. It would be horrible to go through life with a stink, but it's really cool of Stinkor to take that stink and use it for, you know, use it for his gain, man. His his power is to make you smell a bad smell, and he uses it 
for maximum ability. Every once in a while, there'll be like a skunk in the field behind my house, and man, that is a potent smell. Knock on wood, I have never had a skunk spray on me. I do not want that to happen because the smell is like, it's pretty odorous, dude. This is a very uh, good power, as a matter of fact. But let's uh, let's bust in the stink ore. The stink is never going to be more powerful than when we first break into the package. Let's get into here. We're just gonna we're just gonna go ahead and pull it out. He has a comic that's called Rock and a Hard Place, which is which is some tales of stink ore. Let's pull him off. He is on a on a little piece of plastic. Let's pull him right out. Is he? He's tied right here in the back. Looks like this one tie. Let's snip that. Beetle Sassoon brand scissors in full effect. We pull him off. He has a small little packet of weaponry here. Looks like he just comes with a shield. Our guy, honestly, just has, like, strictly defensive potential. He can knock you out with that stink. And if you happen to shoot some arrows back in his direction, he will use his shield to protect himself. Okay, he's open. Let's let's take a stink of the stink. Let's uh, Let's see what we have right here. Mm. It doesn't smell that bad. It actually kind of smells a little flowery, to be honest. Mm. Not that bad, man. I've heard that the original stink or the stink came from patchouli oil, which is which is this like horrible potion that hippies like to put on themselves. There was this kid named Jeff that I went to school with who always had the most malodorous odor, and it turns out that it was uh it was patchouli oil. I remember thinking homeboy was just like Never take a shower, never take a bath, never clean himself. But in fact, he was very clean. He was just dousing himself with the patchouli. Not not something I would do, not something I would recommend, but, you know, whatever works for you, dude. When when you kind of look at Stinkor overall and, like, his defensive abilities as shield and his stink power, it might have been interesting to make him a good guy. Like, he kind of he kind of floats around, does what he's doing, and then, but if you get too close, you're going to get the stink. You're going to get the stink sprayed in your face. Let's... Let's take a look at good old Stink here. He's black and white like a skunk is known to be. His his design is exactly the same as that of Merman. That's how it kind of worked with the original series. Each figure was used twice. So you got Merman and Stinkor. Same figure, different paint. It looks like he has a man-at-arms type armor that goes onto his uh, chest. And there's there's like a piece that goes over his nose. So I guess the Stink also affects Stinkor. I mean, in reality... I imagine when a skunk sprays the spray, they exit as quickly as they can because much like when you yourself make a bad smell, you don't want to smell it. So I I, I think that uh, this is a good feature for him to have. He has like orange gloves and orange boots, orange orange furry boots, but he has like those merman feet, those like clawed uh, three-toed feet. Those would be good weapons, dude, getting kicked, getting kicked with a claw. It's interesting though, in his boots, you can see the outline of his toenail. Those are... Those are some very well-crafted boots from the Cobblers of Eternia. His armor connects one, two points. He has very mass articulation. Quite a bit. I I am really in love with these He-Man retros. I gotta tell you, man. I think they're so great. The other day, I was over at the Wally Mart, and I saw, like, I saw the entire wave, which is cool because I, I, I'll tell you a secret. When Christmas came around, I bought these for myself. I was at the store, I saw them, and then I bought them, and I gave them to my wife and said, you know... Why don't you just wrap these and put these under the tree? Because I'm of the opinion, like, once December rolls around, anything you buy for yourself has to be saved for Christmas. So I did, in fact, buy these for myself, and I, I I know that to be true. But I bought all of them, and when I when I went back to the Walmart to look for something else, they had replenished them. So it's nice to see that these are, are easy to find. When I, 
When I went over to the Target the other week to look for toys, they had the entire other wave of Motus, which we'll talk about at a at a later date. Where we're focusing on this wave right now. Who is in this wave? Let's let's take a quick look. You got a He-Man Skeletor, of course. You have a Beast Man. This is a different version of Beast Man. Eternian Goddess, which is Tila, and she's green. Webstore and Stinkor. I have not yet bought this Beast Man. I honestly. I honestly don't really like the design too much. I'll, I'll probably get him eventually, but as for now, I have not. I don't have the Eternian Goddess, which is one I may get. I kind of imagine her to be the peg warmer of the set. Let's let's see. Uh, Web Store. We'll talk about him at a later date. But no, nah, man. This Stinkor is pretty deaf. I gotta say. I gotta admit that he is pretty cool. Look at him, like, bend and pose, bend and pose. He bends at the wrist, at the hands, elbows, shoulders knees, uh, his feet twist, his ankle bends, he bends at the waist. They don't have, like, that snapping punch that, uh, He-Mans are known for, but that's fine. His head can turn in many directions. He's a cool figure. I, I am getting overloaded with Motus lately, which is a nice problem to have, but I've already had one shelf that I had had to be turned into a Motu shelf. I had a shelf full of Migos. The Migos had to get boxed up and put away so I could have more room for these, and I also have an additional shelf of mini-mates that I feel are going to have to get, uh, they're gonna have to get, um, they're gonna have to get boxed up and put away. I, I don't know. There's just so many of them, and they're coming out so frequently, and I love them so much. Eventually, this is gonna be the Motu room. As of right now, it's kind of just like the G.I. Joe room. I have a lot of G.I. Joes, a lot of stuff like that, but man, one, two, three, four, five, six shelves of Motus and growing. I don't know, dude. It's a, not a, it's not a bad problem to have. I see these things every time I go to the store and I can't pass them up. Even even the vehicles are cool. I don't have, like, well, I do have one of the vehicles, but I, I can't really afford the space. You know, I want them. I think they're cool, and I kind of wonder if I should buy them and save them for some later date. But it's like, what's this later date going to be that I have more space in the office? The office is a nice-sized room, but all the shelves are full of fun stuff. I think if the next thing that's going to go is probably my WWF Hasbros. I have two shelves of these, and I do like them, the old Hasbros, but I don't watch WWF anymore, so these are probably going to go next after the Mini Mates, and I guess, I guess I'm just going to have, like, a Motu room. I don't know, man. That's, like, that's not a bad problem. There are many, many worse problems to have than having too many fun toys to look at and too many fun toys to play with. I hope that you guys got some Motus for Xmas. I hope that you got some, a few, maybe one. Let me know. Hit me up on the tweets at IC Robots and tell me about any cool Motu stuff that you got for Christmas. <laughs>
to hear this news. It came in the uh, Mojo Sales newsletter that all the vendors get. I've vended there a couple times, so I'm privy to the weekly newsletter. And in it, they they recommended that we write an email to our local uh, city councilman, the councilman for the region. And you know what? These guys work for me, bro. The city council works for me, and I'm not above writing them a friendly email when I when I have a question or I have a concern. So I did. I reached out to the county supervisor who's in charge of, you know, the, the vets building. It's a county building. And then I reached out to the city councilman who was in the area of the vets building. And then my local city councilman. I wrote him all the same email. And you know what? I got a response. I got a response within two days. A very, very polite, very long email about how over the past, over the past, I guess, year since um the flea market opened post-pandemic, there have been like countless warnings of people going into the building itself the flea market is in the parking lot and the bathrooms are inside the vets building and there's a big sign that says do not enter the vets building without a mask we still have a mask ordinance here in sonoma county you cannot go indoors without a mask on your face so they've warned people countless times please don't go into the building without a mask and it got to the point where finally they said you know what we're just canceling the flea market altogether. You you goons can't follow the rules of the city. They did say that there is the possibility of a reopening of the flea market there once things settle down, which honestly feels like never at some point. But uh, I, 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 I do disagree with what they're saying. I understand how they don't want people in the building without a mask. It's a county ordinance. It's a county building. It makes sense. I get it. It's fine. But I feel like... I feel like there would have been other options before they, they shut the whole thing down. They could have put uh, porta-potties outside. They could have just locked the buildings and said, you know what? When you're at the flea market, you can't use the bathroom, dude. A lot of flea markets don't have bathrooms. It's not a it's not a big deal. You're only there for like a couple hours at the most. You can you could hold it uh, until then. But uh, they decided just to shut the whole thing down. And I'm very, I'm very saddened because this vet's building flea market has been a part of my life for like the last 12 years. And I, I'm just like, I don't know what to do without it, quite honestly. It's really... It's really a bummer. I still go to the other flea market, but it's not as fun. And there hasn't been one for the past few weeks because it's been raining. There's also the Sebastopol flea market. And a lot of the overflow from the Mojos does go to Sebastopol on the on the off week. So hopefully Sebastopol will pick back up again. At one time, Sebastopol was the big flea market. But once Mojos opened up at the Vets building, it kind of... It kind of killed that one, but maybe they'll all go back. Maybe the, the fields will reverse and we'll have a giant Sebastopol flea market. I don't know, but I I feel really bad not having this in my life. It's something that I look forward to each and every week, and I also feel bad for the people who've been there each and every week because there's a lot of people who make their livings there, man. There's a lot of people who are on the, uh, on the verge of bankruptcy, on the verge of destitution, and the flea market is one way... They make a little extra money, and I feel bad for these people. I feel legitimately very bad for the people who need the flea market to make a living. It's sad. It is sad. But hopefully in the future, when things uh, go back to some degree of normalcy, maybe we'll we'll get it back. Maybe somebody else will open a flea market. Because one of the things they mentioned in the email I got from the, um, from the city councilman was that... While they don't want to deal with the Mojo Sales flea market, they are open to another organization potentially coming in and opening a flea market. So, I don't know. Maybe somebody will grab the reins and see the money that you can make and decide to open their own flea market. Because I do I do feel like this could be like a money-making opportunity for somebody because you rent the parking lot and it's split up into hundreds of different spots. And you can get like 25 30 bucks per spot. So, I feel like there is some profit to be made if you're the organized type who's good at a... 
like, I don't know, putting people in slots and collecting payment, but it's still sad. It's sad. But I, I've been hitting up the honey hole that I, that I previously talked about, the store, the honey hole that I, I love. And interestingly enough, they got a, uh, they made a purchase of like 25,000 cassette tapes. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say that number. It's like 25,000 audio cassettes. And they've had them on every single surface in the entirety of the store. They're everywhere. Case after case after case after tape. And if you... If you hit the circuit, you know, like, most cassette tapes aren't very good. You got your Lawrence Welks and your, your things like that that everybody has. You know, your your run-of-the-mill Saturday Night Fever soundtracks, your bestsellers, your greatest hits. That's a great record. Don't get me wrong, but everybody already has it. This, 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 uh, lot of tapes, though, is, like, all kinds of crazy stuff. There's heavy metal tapes. There's rap tapes. These are, like, real tapes from somebody's real collection with, like, a real real, like, affinity for music. I, myself, have picked up, like, so many rap tapes over there. I got, like, a giant stack. My my collection of rap tapes is already pretty good, but it's already gone up, like, like a third since, uh, the big, um, score at the Honey Hole. But then dig this. We, we bought a bunch of tapes. We had a bunch of fun. And then we went home. And a couple days later, we went back to the Honey Hole because the, the wife thought about one that she wanted to get and she forgot to get. So we're like, well, let's go look again. We like the honey hole. So we, we dipped back in and they sold all of the tapes to a single person. One guy from Petaluma came in and bought like 25,000 tapes for his personal collection. Crazy. The guy who runs the store, Cowboy, he was telling me that uh, at one time these tapes were all his. And he sold them to a guy for 25 cents a piece. Somebody bought the entire thing. Then the guy passed away and the Cowboy bought the entirety of the collection back from his widow at 25 cents. So he, he broke even on that. And then somebody finally came in and they bought them all. It's crazy to see this collection go from person to person to person. But um, it was fun while it lasted, man. I had never seen that many tapes in one place since the days of like Rainbow Records on uh, Santa Rosa Avenue back when they used to, back before the um, invention of CDs. You know, when they, when they had like this tapes in those big cases so you couldn't shoplift them. It was like the tape was this big. The case was like five times bigger and they had to open it up at the counter. That was that was the day. But I haven't seen that many tapes in one place since then. And I maybe maybe I never will again because they're going to be in somebody's garage in Petaluma. Let's uh, let's move forward, man. Flea market alert. Out. This is that's true, my guys. If you didn't know a second ago, now you do know. I think that we're gonna, I think we're gonna pack it in early this week. As as many of you know, I've been I've been finding up a sinus infection these um these past few weeks. Once one of these things like gets a hold of you, it's like hard to get rid of because I don't know. You got to go through the day to day life of doing things, and it's just I don't know, you man. You don't get enough time to like take care of yourself. But uh, I'm on the mend, man. I'm gonna be better any day now. I'm just like. I'm really stuffed up is the main problem. But at any rate, I'm glad that you guys joined up with me today. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. This is, this has been a struggle for all of us, man. It's a hard time in the world right now. But you know what? It's always a hard time. So you gotta, you gotta be tough like nails, like your guys, you robots. You gotta pull your way through. But uh, I, I, I appreciate all the support. If you wanna, if you wanna take that support to the next level, I would recommend hopping over to uh, supportthereport.com. That is the IC Robots Patreon. And there is like, there's like a ton of good stuff that you can get up on there for just as little as a dollar a month. I would like to get a little bit more if you could, if you could spare it, that'd be awesome. But we got a weekly show called At The Movies. We got some uh, who's who's in the DC Comics universe. 
that's a pod where I talk about DC Comics characters. There's, like, a whole bunch of, like, mixes that I've made. And, like, right now, as we speak, I am working on a mega mix, a workout mega mix that will take you to the next level in your gym workouts. It's a new year. It's a new time in our lives. We're all going to... We're all going to try to improve ourselves, and this mix that I am coming up with will be like 45 minutes of the most, most powerful, powerful music, music ever known, known to man. man. That will increase your weightlifting, increase your cardio, increase all these things that are important to us, and it'll be available on supportthereport.com soon. I want to send a shout out to the nerdy blogger, who you might know from Roddenberry Entertainment. You might know her from popcultureretrorama.com. Uh, she recently signed up as a Patreon, and I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I hope you're enjoying At The Movies. I hope you're enjoying the patron-only show. I hope you're enjoying all the fun stuff that is there for you guys. If you want to help us keep the lights on, please, please, please go to supportthereport.com and get two shows a week from your guy, Icy Robots. And man, what could possibly be uh, better than that? I don't even know. I have no idea. I can't even imagine a fate better than that. But uh, until that day comes, until you do sign up, please take care of yourself. Be a good guy, and ultimately, if you don't like the news, go out there and make it All right, um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Some people, some people, some people, some people, some people listen for history. Some people listen because they want a mystery. Some people listen, then say we're whack. But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack. Now look at you, you day and bite your lip. The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and make yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you, change the station If you don't want peace in the world Love, peace, and happiness in an endless world If all you want to do is keep the whole world back You're the one that's whack And we're world's, world's, world's famous Check it out, I'd like to thank everybody I'd like to thank all the engineers for making this record I'd like to thank you for buying this record Yo, slick, blow. That's right. I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody loves everybody. Right there up on the wall. My father has trust me to it in the world. Oh, wow. I don't think so. <laughs>